Tonight's episode of the Screaming Us podcast is brought to you by Four Pines Lager, the brewer of the Northern Lager. Mmm, tastes like victory. Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Screaming Eagles podcast, the unofficial podcast of the Manly Seagulls and the Parrot Eels. I'm your host, Ben, and joining me once again from his happy place at the Petersham Inn is Billy Night Train Buttons. Thank you, Ben. Good to be back. Yeah. We had a little uh, little hiatus, would you say? Yeah, well, we had a... We had a misfire, actually. <laughs> we did. <laughs> we tried. It happens. Um, uh, three out of ten men, apparently. So <laughs> there's a nasal spray you can get for it, but we haven't been sponsored. So no. Unlike uh, Four Pines, who we can proudly sing the praises of. Oh yeah. Even though I still haven't had one of their beers. Um, I should have given one to you when you yeah. when you rode your bike past my house the other day. That's oh, true. Well. But um, you would have had to leave it there. So we didn't get within that 1.5 meter. Ah, yes, yes. Um, speaking of Four Pines, they did this great. Um, uh, basically, they got together Mark, Mark uh, Bryant, and oh, yeah. um, they got Steve Menzies and Steve. Steve. <laughs> Steve. Some people call him Beaver. Some people call him Steve. I like to put the two together and have yeah. a Steve. Um, and uh, Matt Ballon, most handsome man in uh, rugby league um they got the three of them together and then showed them the 2008 grand final and so you can they put it up on uh youtube a private channel on youtube so if you're a manly member or if you subscribe through four pines you could go onto youtube and um watch the game and then there was three different cameras on those guys as they commentated and 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 Talked about the game as it was remember the good times. Yeah, remember the good times, um, which was great. It was a great initiative and um, thinking outside the square. But that's just par for the course for Four Pines. This is what they do. Yeah, well, they're just a great business and a great product. It is <laughs> and tasty. Um, so, have you been, Billy? I we were talking the other day, and we're sort of uh, both mentioning that um, we're sort of going through a another puberty blues type scenario at the moment. We're both sort of living like teenagers. We've recaptured our youth, so to speak. Yeah, it's all a bit weird at the moment, isn't it? I got so drunk. Like, it's no, it's no big news that I would be hungover on a, on a Sunday. Mm. But I got so drunk on a Zoom call on Saturday night <laughs> that I actually spewed. Well, you can take that one off uh, the to-do list, though. I mean, surely that's... What's that? That's one you can tick off the to-do list. Get drunk on Zoom. <laughs> you don't need to do that one again. You've done it now. 
Oh, it was. I mean, obviously, I didn't take the take the phone with me while I spewed, but I just yeah. remember at one point just thinking, "I'm so drunk right now," and I just walked off set and went into the bathroom and absolutely lost my guts, and yeah. that was it. Then crawled to bed, woke up the next day, and I was throwing up the whole next day. Like it's it's all a little weird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is a little bit weird. Like I'm. I'm a bit like you. Like I've started drinking at like you know two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, I've I borrowed an Xbox off a guy from work <laughs> on our last day before we went into quarantine. So I've been playing um, Xbox One um, nice. for the last. I've been playing Red Dead Redemption, which is a Cowboys and Indians game. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been playing that. Um, I've been going scootering. With the kids, oh. so I went. We went and bought an adult scooter, so they'd ride their kids' ones, and I've got I've got an adults one. I feel like I feel like DCE's brother when I go oh, when, no, I, when I go around lamest. when I go around the streets. I feel like you know I'm going to pull some hell moves, but um, and also obviously the biggest thing is is um eating my fair share of two minute noodles, <laughs> which is the <laughs> final piece of the puzzle when you're a teenager. Yeah, I got some two minute but fancy two minute ramen noodles yesterday. Yeah. And, um, the missus got them for me, and I'm looking at them going, no, no, Maggi. When you're on yeah. a good thing, yes. stick to it. Yeah, there's no point shooting for the moon when uh, the driveway's good enough. Yeah, and it was also, they're not even, I've had some good Asian branded um, noodles that taste really good. These mm. are the makers of Bonsoi have branched out into oh. instant ramen noodles, and I'm like, they've it's got all, no, They've got um, no business. Okay, You've got no business here. I just, on principle, I'm not going to stick to putting too much iodine in your in your um, soy milk and just you know leave it at that. Yeah. Well, we I had I had been very paranoid about this corona stuff. Not what? Not well. 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 Sorry. Sorry. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about right now. <laughs> I have. You know what? Our podcast and MasterChef are the only two things on television at the moment where you can escape. Okay. Okay, so people are tuning in in record numbers for a reason. Yeah, let's not let's not mess. Let's not okay. throw the baby let's out with the bathwater. We'll edit that one out. <laughs> yeah, we'll take that one out. Well, later. we don't edit anymore because we're live because we're professional. But sure, That's people true. can just pretend they didn't hear it. Yeah, just forget what I just said. Yep. But uh, I've been a bit stressed for no reason lately. I have been <laughs> eating at home more than I've ever eaten at home. Like I'm a takeaway kind of guy. Yes. And by that I mean I'm a lazy kind of guy. I just yeah. don't have my shit together enough to make food um, because the my hunger window is about four minutes. So once I get hungry, <laughs> that's it. the food needs to be on, on its way. On its way, yes. Yeah. It doesn't need to be there, yeah. but I need to know what I'm having and where it's coming from. Sure. And if we've got no ingredients, yes, it doesn't matter that I could go down to the shops and pick the ingredients up and make something quicker well, that's crazy. pizza talk. would get delivered. I don't care. I just yeah. need to like yep. get get it happening. Yeah. And it creeps up. It sneaks up on you too because you're, you're, you're still not sure what the three meals of the day are. So around yeah. midday, you're still like, why am I hungry? I don't understand this. Oh, shit, lunch. Yeah, <laughs> well, I forgot. Daylight savings thrown a spanner in. Oh, I'm still getting over it. It, <laughs> it really So when you sleep into me. midday, you, you're sleeping into one o'clock now. It's throwing you. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's no longer midday. It's like, oh, well, should I? I could, t- it's 11. I could really have breakfast, although it's 12 in the old time. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've, I've crossed the threshold and I've gone back to buying 
food, which is quite good actually, because I can tell myself that I'm supporting our our local takeaway store. Yeah. You know, I give myself a little pat on the back that I actually just spent twenty dollars on a ramen instead of some Maggi noodles. Not all, here, not all heroes wear Hmm. So um so obviously you've been doing it tough. Very. Um but I, I've been all right until about a week ago and then I hit rock bottom mm. uh with some news that came out. Um obviously the NRL, obviously that was a hard yeah, pill. Yeah, that's been hard. That was a hard pill to swallow. Mm. Um but then this came this hit this hit the airwaves. Top gun too. Oh yeah, I it's saw been that. postponed until December. Yeah, you you were really gagging. I, I was movie. I was to to coin Cyrus. I was frothing for it. <laughs> I was I was really I had a real hunger, real mm. real. I was really looking forward to it. Um, when I heard they were going to do it, I was like, yeah, okay. But then that trailer, um, that trailer was next level. And then if you go on to, I don't know if it's on Facebook or YouTube, but they've done a little making of uh, doco about it. It's like a five-minute thing. And it's just about how all the actors, how everything's filmed really in cockpits and everything. You know, it's not CGI. Yeah. And all the actors are just like, they've got all this footage of the actors basically passing out because they're pulling too many Gs and all this kind of stuff. And I was just like, that's awesome. <laughs> they can't handle the truth. And, and, to, and you know, I, I, I'm, I'm probably, you know, I've never gone off Tom Cruise. Like, I know he's crazy. Yeah. But I don't care because I work in the film industry and here's a little fucking tip. All actors are yeah. crazy or assholes once the, yeah, once well, the camera I, stops. I so with- it really makes no difference to me what people do once the cameras stop rolling. But... But just the way the actors were talking about Tom Cruise, he's like in his sixties, and he's just like, "Yeah, come on, we're doing it, we're gonna do it." And he's like first in the plane. He's just like crazy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's just a full-on adrenaline junkie. I Maverick. Yeah, he is. He, he is, is Maverick. He is Maverick. I, I used to work at Ramwick Racecourse, and they filmed a lot of um, Mission Impossible Two. That's right. Down there. Yeah. And um, we had some dealings with him. I never directly interacted with him, but he, we were there when he was filming. Yeah. And he was really nice to, like, everyone that would, you know, all the old biddies that used to work making sandwiches down right. there. Yeah. He, just everyone liked him. So yeah. I've, I kind of, I don't like Scientology, but I kind of, I'm not a big religious guy. So for me, it's kind of, if you want to believe in that, it's kind of equally as crazy as believing in whatever you Santa believe Claus in. Or the Easter Bunny. Each and to yeah. their own. Yeah, you know? exactly. Good on him. I remember a story that came out during that um, Randwick while, while they were filming there, and I remember it hit the. I remember it hit the front pages, and it was just like, oh, he's so up himself. It was like all the extras were told that they're not allowed to look Tom Cruise in the eye, and it was meant to be this big thing. And it's like, yeah, but guys, if you're shooting a film. And he's just meant to be another fucking swinging dick at the races. Like, he's not meant to be anyone special. And yet, if he's walking along and literally everyone turns around and staring at him, it kind of ruins the illusion of the scene. <laughs> so, yeah. it's kind of like, yeah, there's a reason why you're not supposed to look at him during the take. <laughs> Otherwise, it kind you're of getting is. getting paid to be an extra to yeah, pretend that's right. that this guy's a nobody. Yeah, that's right. Ethan, what was his name? Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. Yeah. yeah. Um. Now you've been getting a bit of traction on Twitter, so I just thought we'd give we'll give the people what they want and just go into financial times with Billy Buttons. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. 
Oh, yeah. Money, money. All right, Make Billy. Uh, thank you, Ben. No, I have got some nice feedback from a few people on my club review. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh, that so we did I'd, last episode? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought I'd kind of get the abacus back out <laughs> and go through the broadcasters um, because obviously there's been a lot of news. We haven't Ooh, yeah. gotten into news yep. yet. The, you'd, almost the, say, you'd almost say they're generating their own news by just going back and forth. Exactly. Yeah. It's almost like they need content. It's almost, yeah. It's not like us who can just... We can talk for 20 minutes about Tom Cruise. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> There's an idea. They should get film reviews on the footy show. Get Gus to come out and talk about what shitty shows he Oh, likes. wouldn't that be fantastic? He can talk about his top five sports films. Yeah, exactly. But um, So I cast a bit of an eye over the broadcasters because there had been some discussion about, you know, riots and how much people are going to pay, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I started with Foxtel and I threw a little tweet out there that I didn't think would get as much love as it did. Um, but Foxtel's financials are absolutely horrible. So the problem Foxtel has, they, they're consolidated by News Corporation. They're um, 65% owned by News Corp. Right. Um, Telstra owns 35% of them. That's 100%. And- just, What's that? That's 100%. Just, yeah, just hard doing nuts. it for everyone else. Yeah, just, just <laughs> for those right. who can't keep up. Yeah. <laughs> but um, they consolidate their uh, Foxtel business and it's it's called broad, uh, I think it's called subscription services in the News Corp um, half-yearly report, which they released in February. Right. Now, bear in mind, they're releasing for the six months to December 2019. Um, gotcha. Yep. So that's their they so they yep. the year end cutoffs twenty December thirty yep. first. Yep. And then they've got two months to finalise their accounts and they present them kind of towards the back end of February. Right. Which is what they did. And I had a look through those accounts. It's not Foxtel's financials, it's News Corp. So they present okay. it as a segment. It's a segment of um of News Corporation. Right. But it's horrible. So their earnings uh, for the first half were down about 20% from – I don't have the numbers in front of me. That's how organized I am right now. I've got one job and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. But their earnings were already down and they blamed that on the cricket season. They said cricket doesn't have the interest that that the winter sports have because they've also got AFL and right. NRL. Yep. And so we expect to see a big, big improvement – when we get to winter. Yep. Now, obviously, that's not happening. Um, so Foxtel made $150 million US profit for uh, EBITDA. That's not profit. That's EBITDA is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization. Right. And that's kind of like an industry standard metric for how much the business unit generated just on a performance. Gotcha. Like, um, revenues, less expenses. Yep. The problem with that, so you would expect then to annualise it, they were probably aiming at around, if they did 150 in the first half, they're probably aiming to do, say, 200 in the second half. Mm. So they're looking at 350 million EBITDA per year, probably higher they were hoping for in the the full 12 months to 30 June. Um, But now, obviously, they're not going to get any. You'd actually guess they're probably going to be closer to 100 
in the second half. Mm. You know, they'll be less in the second than they were in the first. Yep. And anywhere from probably 50 to 100 would be just my just back of the envelope calculation. Mm. But the problem they've got is EBITDA takes out interest tax depreciation amortization because depreciation and amortization is like non-cash right mm. so you've got equipment that depreciates now there is an argument you should normally when you have something depreciating you have to eventually spend that money to fix it or to reinvest it's normally about what your capital expenditure is yep but you can set it aside to just kind of get a, a more cash flow metric of where they're at the problem they've got is interest so they have so much debt they had 900 million just in shareholder loans from wow. news corporation the, their interest bill alone through my rough calculations would be about 150 million us dollars a year interest just in only interest. wow and the and the problem they have is as they as everything gets tighter they've had to borrow more so they just did a refinancing in november where they had to get more they had to kind of restructure their bank debt yep. and get some more shareholder loans from News Corp who are basically keeping them afloat. Um, but then the interest bill gets higher and higher and you get in this kind of downward spiral where there's no way out. Mm. And News, uh, Foxtel are very, very close to, to being at the point of no return. So can I ask you, when you say Foxtel, does that also include KO? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah, right. it includes their yeah they 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 put it all together. Foxtel, Ko, it's all subscription services. Yep, they've also historically in Australia been propped up by they own realestate.com, mm-hmm. and so they've been propped up by that. But it's also suffering. Um, yeah. it had, it had a bad six months, and yep. so you can only guess the next six months is probably also yeah, yeah definitely not going to be great. Yeah. Um. So so Foxtel is in a very difficult spot. Um. And. What that means is their debt is not sustainable. They've got actual foreign and Australian banks giving them debt facilities that will that have the ability to call in the debt because banks don't just give you money. They don't just go, here's four years for your money. Mm. They give you the money, and I touched on this in the last podcast. They also, as a, as a condition of giving you that money, you have to satisfy these covenants. And covenants are mostly ratios where you say your debt to EBITDA is above X number of times or your interest cover ratio, which is the amount of EBITDA you make over your interest expense because banks need to know that you can keep paying them. You can A, keep paying their interest Mm. and B, you're going to have enough earnings to repay their debt Mm. because if it takes you six years to repay a loan of just all your profit not and that's not taking into account interest tax or depreciation yeah then you're not getting then you're not paying that loan back yeah um so yeah it was a real eye-opener just to see so, how so what does dire that they are so so how does that how does that then relate to so i guess the how does that re, re, bring it back to the nrl then yeah um and and everything that we're reading um so would so would Foxtel be wanting the NRL to get back up? Yeah, it's or would they yeah. or do they not want the NRL to get back up so they don't have to pay the uh fees for 
um, you know, the rights, the, the the rights to show the games? Like, are they gonna? Because um, because because I know we we're talking off air. We we're talking about Channel Nine, which we'll probably get to later. Yeah, and I know I know their take on the whole thing. Um, yeah, but obviously Foxtel is a subscription thing. Yeah, so. Is it in their interest for the NRL to get up or for the NRL to just go, we're not coming back this year and for them to be able to just bank that money? No, I think it's definitely they want the NRL to start again. Right. Because Channel 9, you don't have to pay a subscription to. Yep. So Channel 9's lifeblood is the advertisers that yep. are paying it to go to air and Channel 9's still putting products to air that they're getting advertising for. Mm. Foxtel is just losing subscribers left, right, and center, as is KO. Like, I signed up for KO with the intention yeah. of getting it. Yeah. Got the two weeks and then yeah. just went, boom, I'm yeah. out. Yeah, as did I and as I, did everyone you know. probably. You know? Yeah, and anecdotally, yeah. you're hearing it all through Twitter and Facebook mm. and you hear people's stories about sitting on hold. You can't quit Foxtel electronically. You have to physically call them and wait on hold. Like, it's not an easy process. Mm. But they're definitely – they definitely need – subscribers because their their movie and tv product outside of sport is really no it's not really any different to netflix or stan or you know those other services where you can and, and even sbs on demand or iview mm. or nine all the digital net platforms i don't think foxtel's um and ko their key differentiator is the fact that they've got sport exactly and yep. there's there's nothing on yep. um and so they really need they need the sport to come back on so so in your opinion having looked through the nrl and looking through nrl sort of financials yeah and looking through fox tells financials who out of the two companies out of the two um who's in more of a dire strait right now yeah i think fox Probably is in a worse position. Just I mean, because of the amount of debt they're carrying? Yeah. The, yeah. The thing, I had a look at, if you look at the NRL's financials for 2019, which they only released in February, yep. they're actually a pretty good set of financials. Because do they owe money? Sorry, not to talk about but Because do, do NRL actually owe money? Like, do they have big loans out like Foxtel they do? Don't like they, no, they don't so have debt. No, they don't have So they don't have debt. Yeah, They right. don't have debt. No. Yeah. They've got... They've got prepayments, so they, they obviously have pushed on the broadcasters to give them money in advance to yep. get uh, to get cash flow because, yep. you know, they probably needed cash for certain things. So they yep. kind of have cash that they almost uh, have been loaned by the networks. Yep. But their accounts were pretty unremarkable and actually looked decent Right. before you take into account the fact that they're going to have a year of pretty much no revenue. Yeah. Foxtel, Foxtel could literally collapse in the next month, you know. The, the only reason, as opinion, I've said, with all the leagues put that clubs... In, there, in your opinion. What's that? In your opinion. You better put that in there. Well, no, they, they, oh. I mean, anyone could. In, in this okay. environment, yeah. anyone could. And, in fact, probably the main thing that's saving everyone right now is that uncertainty where people are going, well, what's the point of us... What's the point of... If Foxtel's breached its bank covenants, which I think they probably have... Yep. Um. What's the point of a bank enforcing and going, bad luck, guys, the, the deal's over? Because it's like, well, hang on, we're in the middle of this never-before-seen crisis. Mm. So that's the thing that's kind of ironically saving them right now. But at the same time, I've been thinking about this in the context of clubs too. What I think will happen 
with all this, it might not be in itself the thing that tips the clubs or Foxtel over, but it will it will speed up the process quite a lot. So when we get back, Foxtel needs to figure out a way to make more money, and it's hard to see how they can with the rights costs because their main costs are these rights they've had to pay for. Mm. It's hard to see how that's going to happen. So, so here's a, here's, I honestly, here's, here's I honestly a think Foxtel could could collapse now. I don't think that necessarily means there'll be no more Foxtel. Yeah. What that normally then means is they have to do a massive recapitalization where they banks write off their debt and they have to look at a completely new model that mm. is profitable because the current model doesn't work. Mm. So here's a question. So say say Foxtel, um, because the thing is with Foxtel and you hear it all the time, is that it's kind of like yeah 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 for and I don't I've never had Foxtel so I don't know how much it costs but let's just say thirty bucks a month or something like yeah. that right for thirty bucks a month yeah you get these twelve channels right and you're just yeah. kind of like yeah but I don't I don't I don't want Fox yeah, I don't want I don't, I don't want Fox eight because yeah. I don't want to have Simpsons reruns twenty four hours a day and I don't want this and I don't want that I essentially just want the sports package right but they're trying to wrap it up all together so you're forced to pay a bit more and they're trying to show well yeah but look how great Valued is you get twelve channels or whatever, right? But you only actually end up using one. It's so, a show bag. It's like the old Easter show that's, bag. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly get, right. All you want is some snakes alive, but yeah. you've got to spend to get the bloody blow up, you know, baseball bat and yeah, all the all the remote crap. control car. Um. So so what's the stop? So you're saying like Fo- you're saying Telstra um, owns thirty five percent of yep. Foxtel. So if Foxtel was to go belly up, is there any way that they'll just strip it down and and Telstra could just go, well, hang on, let's not not to use the same phrase over and over again, let's not throw the bathwater out with the baby. Um, yeah. Let's do a subscription thing online, just like basically KO essentially, um, and we'll just keep we'll just keep the NRL and the AFL channel going, and it's essentially just that, you know, and all the rest of them can just wrap up and go but we'll we'll keep these two going yeah it could i mean the however it however it works would have to see something being brought to the table so for example the banks who would be the driving parties for for that foxtel business it's debt is their problem they've got too much debt right Mm. so the banks would be the ones saying well we need to figure out how you're going to repay us if Telstra just go, we're going to let you write it all off and then come in, well, the banks will go, no, well, there's nothing, what's in it for us? So it may be Telstra, it may be a third party might come in and say, look, we're going to pump some money in mm. so you'll get a bit more back than if you just wound it up. Mm. So we're going to pay you something because the business is making earnings. It is making EBITDA, mm. right? Mm. But it's just not enough EBITDA to support the amount of debt that it has. Mm. Um, and that amount of debt's probably been driven a little bit by, you know, their assets. So they probably need to cut costs, you know, reduce their reduce their overheads, reduce the number of assets they have, just have a much slimmer business. But it won't be as simple as Telstra just sitting on the sidelines waiting because Telstra's already shown that, like, actually, News Corp's the only business that's keeping this afloat. News Corp are kind of putting good money after bad money just to keep Foxtel alive. So it's maybe more likely that News Corp will go to the banks right. and go and to Telstra and go, guys, you're not going to get all your money back here. Yep. But 
will take out a certain portion of your debt in into they call it they'll, they'll call it something fancy like a subordinated note where it's a, still a loan so that if everything turns around and we become really profitable you'll get something back mm. so it's not quite writing it off but essentially it is yep and um, they'll restructure it somehow that way and I think that's the likely outcome um, so yeah so that's what I see happening is there'll be a there'll be a restructuring and it yep. it could be News Corp maintaining it or it could be a third party comes in and says you know what we're going to buy this off you and News Corp might eventually say look we've pumped enough money in fine you can take it off our hands we'll get something back for yep. it yeah and it's not strategically important to us anymore or we'll go joint venture with you in a brand new kind of you know with ESPN or whoever that's they're the type of things that happen in those scenarios yep but it is it's a it's a tipping point like it is Again, I don't think anything will happen right now because it's just why do it now? Like it doesn't make sense to do anything now because no one in the market's doing anything. Yeah, it's not like if it's not like there's going to be any players out there just desperate to find places to invest right now. Mm. So I think it would be probably next year. Right. If it's not next year, it's because the banks have just literally refinanced in 2019. So the banks are going to look like idiots to enforce. A year after they just extended everything mm. but certainly it's not it's not sustainable and i think again that's what i was kind of alluring alluding to with the clubs it's going to be one of these things that's been massively sped up because um because of the the virus of which we don't talk about on this show no, we definitely it's going don't. to speed up that kind of deterioration so we, we you, you slightly touched upon it before but now going over to channel nine yeah um, it was interesting. I think you were telling me off air when we were trying to um, get this satellite working a couple yeah, of days ago. Right. Um, just about Channel 9 and what they've promised to their shareholders in one of the shareholders' meetings. Yeah, so Channel 9's financials are pretty pretty strong, actually, mm. on, on face value. Mm. and um, But obviously their, their revenues coming in are have taken a hit because they've had to give an update to shareholders in view of COVID saying they don't know where earnings are going to be, but they've identified all these cost savings. And it's quite remarkable. They've identified $130 million of cost savings by not showing the NRL, Mm. which if you stop and think about it is insane. Like that that, that gives you an idea of how much they've overpaid for – that product because unlike they're still going to be getting advertising right now obviously mm. it, their their argument is it's going to be not the same competition it's not as good a product when it mm. doesn't have um live crowds and when it's a different season it doesn't mean as much etc cetera, etc cetera. but it's mm. still the fact that you can save money by but is not that, playing is that, is that 130 million right yeah. Is that taking into account if they paid the hundred and thirty million, they got the football up, and then they'd obviously make a profit out of that, or are they, they just saying they no, 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 really... we're making we're making a profit because we're not paying this hundred and thirty million? It's like me at home. I go, okay, kids, wife, we're going to save forty bucks tonight because we're not going to eat dinner, and it's like, well, yeah, I am, I am saving forty bucks, but we're going hungry. 
So it's not really saving forty bucks, is it? Because I'll yeah, probably then right. have to I'll probably then have to spend forty bucks more on breakfast the next day because we're all starving. Yeah. So yeah, I think there's an, that, I mean they haven't spelt it out. All they've said is broadcast NRL in the second half of this year. Mm. They'll they'll save sixty five million, and in the first half of next year they'll save sixty five million. Right. And I th- suspect it does have something to do with those rights instalments that they probably have to pay. Mm. Um, and you're right. It's like, well, yeah, but our advertiser is going to be bringing Damn. the money in. It probably doesn't take into account the the revenue impact of that spend, yep. you know. So the net position is probably not quite $130 million saving, but it's still a saving. They're still saying that we want to not run the NRL. Mm. And when you stop and think about that, that's their, you know, three of their top rating shows every year. I think their top three rating shows every year are almost consistently the NRL. So it, it's it's crazy. It also, I think it also, it's it's also about a reputation thing sometimes. Sometimes you get these things and it just makes you look like a blue chip mm. station. We're Channel yeah. 9. We've got the highest rating sports programs. We've got the State of Origin. We've got the Grand Final. We've got all these high-end blue chip shows which then helps in terms of the eyes of the viewer elevates other shows. So if you're, if you're on a, you know, if you, if you're watching channel channel nine and they've got all these blue chip things and then they throw in a married at first sight, which essentially is a bit of a trashy show, it's elevated because of the shows around it. Yeah. Whereas if you put that same show and you were to put it on, you know, a pay TV show. Like if you would put it on, I'm talking about Fox, well, you put it on Fox yeah. like Channel V or, or, or E Channel. If you were to put Married at First Sight and put it on E Channel, it would just be looked at it like, oh my God, this is the biggest load of crap. It's worse than the Kardashians, which some people think anyway, but I'm just saying it's seen as a little bit more serious because it's on this blue chip network as opposed to even if Mass went to Channel 10, it would seem to drop down, I think, in terms of how people look at it. Yeah. And... And that's why, and Kerry Packer, and that's what Kerry Packer always said. He wants these tent pole things, so, you know, blue chip. Like he had the cricket, he had the NRL, he had Brian Henderson reading him the news personally at home every <laughs> night. You know, he used to turn it on, and Brian Henderson was meant to tell him what was going on around the around the world. And it was a good theory, and it actually really worked. Brian Henderson was that number one news program, and then as soon as Brian Henderson left, Channel Seven took over. As yeah. the number one news show with Roscoe, yeah. So, okay, Roscoe. So, so, so it, it was a good theory, and I think, and I think it's actually a, a, a theory that holds a lot of water. I think you get away with a lot of other things when you've got these blue chip things. It's like, oh, what's this a show? A show about people making Lego? Oh, well, it's on Channel Nine. I'm sure it's going to be high end and shot really well. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. And I think if you start, and and I think theoretically on paper, you let start letting all these shows go. And I think it hurts you a little bit and you lose your identity. You know what yeah, I mean? And I feel yeah. like that's what Channel Nine's going to do, losing the cricket. If they lose the NRL, suddenly it's going to be like, well, what's Channel Nine? Who are they? What's their identity? But, you know, I think, I think you're right. I think they um, – I, I, I can only see it from two things. Maybe they do really think that let's just lose it. Like yeah, I don't they, think they're they happy wanna, just yeah. to lose it, and and if someone wants to take it off their hands for for money, then fine, they can walk. But um, 
Yeah, well, I mean, well, I- the, NRL, the NRL, if you look at their their financials, that's where they get their money from. They mm. get their money from the league. Isn't it's not a league that gets a great deal of money from crowds, from merchandise, from tickets. Mm. You know, the vast majority of rugby league income for the head office comes yeah. from broadcast. But and but, so those, yeah. But but it is one of those things. If it wasn't broadcast. They would then start getting more money through oh, tickets and merchandise, and there'd be definitely. more people going to the game. There'd be more people buying merchandise. To be like, so it is one of those funny things. And this is what I and just getting back to Channel Nine, you know, you know, good old um, Gus Gould and everyone. He's always they always like to talk about how the ratings are going down for Channel Nine. They go, well, you look at Channel Nine and blah 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 blah. But that's. Channel 9's choice when they were ne- negotiating the things to not have exclusive um, games. Yeah. I mean, they share, they share they games. simulcast, yeah, with, with Fox. With Fox. And people so will watch it on Fox. I think a lot <laughs> yeah. more people watch it on Fox than they do on Channel 9. So they've really yeah. only got themselves to blame for the, for the lower ratings that they actually get on Fox. And then you've got KO and then you've got um, NRL also show it. If you want to watch, if you you know you want to watch it on your phone, you can also. There's a lot more places to watch it as opposed to, you know, you you go back to the early '90s and 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 the '80s, and it's kind of like, well, what do they used to show? Two games a week? Was it Friday yeah, night? You get and the hot, you get the condensed package like yeah. three hours later, where you'd have to look away yeah. to miss the scores. Yeah, that's right. So I mean, you know, yeah. that, that's think, one of those yeah. things with and and you know, because I work obviously, I work in the in the entertainment industry and it's kind of like these overnight numbers that you get where it's kind of like that's what all that's what makes the big headlines right it's becoming less and less relevant really because everyone's it's all the catch-ups you know you'll watch a show and that'll get like 1.1 but then another 800,000 will watch it the next night on nine now or whatever the hell it's called yeah you know 10 go or the other way around, whatever nine go. Yeah, well, I think that's the that's the thing with sport, though, is again why it's so powerful is watching a a sporting game up when it's not live just loses some of its sting. Oh, Even yeah. though you can you can avoid results, it's just yeah. not the same. No, you, know, you feel like an idiot cheering, last cheering something that's already been decided. Yeah, it's like you know, well, the outcome is the outcome. You yeah. get very zen, very philosophical. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's already like, it's well, already. It's already happened, Un- unlike when you're watching it live and you're going, I need to take a piss, but if I go and take a piss, it'll we'll have a change of luck here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? True. You start like, doing true. things like that. Yeah, That power that live sport has is kind of, it's, it's, it's a blessing and a curse. So what I hope, that, you know, the silver lining to all this, I think, has to be that the, all stakeholders in the game need to be a little bit smarter. So if I can touch back on the NRL and... Nines come out first. It was their their CEO came out and absolutely blasted the NRL, saying we've invested so much money in this game and you've blown it all. It's like, well, you didn't invest. Like someone made the comment on Twitter where they said, "I've invested in Dan Murphy's. You know, mm. I go there and I buy beer from them. I drink it. That's mm. not an investment. You chose to buy the NRL's product. Yep. And now you're upset that the NRL." can't deal with something that nobody foreshadowed the nrl it's kind of like the nrl was being looked after by a rich dad if you're the if you're channel nine channel nine was the rich dad that was sending its daughter to private schools and buying her fancy cars 
and buying her all the clothes she wanted. Yeah. And she was she wasn't going beyond her means. She was spending her allowance and yep. keeping a little bit, putting a little bit aside. Yeah. But in the expectation that this is gonna, you know, this is the dad saying, "I'll give you this forever," and then suddenly the music stopped, and the dad's gone, "Hang on, why didn't you save all that money that I gave you?" It's like, well, because. We were making a profit. Like, what are we going to be... If, if the NRL would have sat on that money, what yeah. would have the players said? Going, hang on, why are you sitting on this money? Why are you the ones going out there playing every week? Yeah, exactly. Which is exactly what they did say. Yes. And they're getting paid 130% of their salary cap by the NRL. Yeah. But, you know, I think... So, it's been massively overblown by nine. They're right, though. The NRL, in hindsight, should have put more, more money away. Mm. Yeah, sure. Okay, fine, but the, you can't blame this, the NRL for that. They didn't know this was coming. Mm. Um, but hopefully, I think the upside of it has to be that everyone's a bit smarter because it's clear that the sport has been living outside of its means. It's been, it's the, the rights amount is too much. If if Nine is saying they can actually save 130 million by not showing their product. Okay, you've overpaid, right? Yeah. Foxtel's about to go bust because they've also probably overpaid because they're not making enough profit to justify how much they paid for it. Mm. But what does it mean if if the rights are too expensive? Well, then the players are getting too much because that's where the money goes. Yeah, so that's the head right. office is getting paid too much. The yep. clubs are getting paid too much. Yeah. And the players are getting paid too much. And I said this to you yesterday. When you think about how deep that goes. It goes back to my favourite topic of all time, TPAs. Because imagine you're a player and you're suddenly told, you know what, your salary is going to be halved next year. And by the way, when our rich fan comes and offers you a sponsorship mm. because he's a massive Manly fan, mm. you can't take it. You're going to be going, well, hang on, screw you. I'm, I'm only getting paid a hundred grand a year, and I'm, I might have, I might have. This might last me five years. Mm. So. I think it's going to really it's going to really reshape the game. It's going to speed up all these like little problems that were in place. Do you think do you think though you could problems. just do you think is there any reason why you couldn't go so say the NRL come out and they go okay. We're going to cut the salary cap by 25%. Right? Yeah. So everyone's whatever everyone's contract that they now that they had is now down 25% across the board, right? And that way everyone just comes down and everyone's still underneath the cap, right? But if you want to go out and get a TPA to bring you up to what you were before, if a club wants to go out and get 25% more TPA, right, to then bring it up to its original cap, you can't go over the original cap. Yeah. But if you want to bring it up to where it was, Feel Not free to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, because every surely every club would have the capabilities to do that. Like you said, surely every club has got a rich somebody. I don't know. Maybe, maybe only because the NRL is paying one hundred and thirty percent of their cap. But here's here's another question that I'm struggling to get my head around. Hang on, you haven't we, answered my question. Well, no, well, no, because it feeds into this, right? Oh, okay. I don't. So your question. I'm not sure that's the case. I don't actually think. So I think. So you don't think then you don't think there's enough teams out there who have got rich fans or or rich companies in that area who'd go, yeah, you know what, we'll give you two hundred thousand. We want to, but we want it for that two hundred grand. We want to sponsor, you know, uh, let's just 
let's just not throw the usual clubs yeah. underneath the bus. Yeah. Let's say Storm, right? Let's yeah. throw. Let's, <laughs> like someone with no, who's not ever been caught doing anything. No, like no, no. That. But I'm just saying, you know, I don't want to talk about all the so-called oh, poor yeah, clubs yeah. like the Titans and you know what I mean or yeah, West. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, okay. let, let, let's talk about Broncos, right? Okay. So you can't tell me that. Well, actually, it doesn't work from my point of view. So let's just say Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they can, but I think let, let, let's say Tigers, right? Yeah. You can't tell me there's not a business within the in in the Ashfield or round Balmain think, or in yeah, there yeah. some construction company like a crane company yeah. that'll go. Yeah, you know what? We'll we'll sponsor Luke Brooks an extra two hundred and fifty, you know, 200, 200 grand this year, and for that. Luke, you've got to come out every once a month, give us a fitness skills test and give a talk at our functions and we're allowed in the locker room four times after the game. And they go, yeah, sure, whatever. Like surely yeah, yeah, sure. everyone yeah. within their catchment has at least five or six businesses that are willing to throw in money and you know what I mean, just for a little yeah. bit of extra. And if the NRL know about it and the clubs can organise it, or if the clubs want to pay it themselves, they're allowed to pay it themselves. You know what I mean? Like Brisbane, they they could probably just go, yeah, no, we're, we're happy just to we'll pay we'll, extra. we'll pay yeah. the we'll pay the two point five million that that you were short that you're not going to give us this year. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I don't. I think the where I was heading to though, I think you're right. But the the question mark I have is we're kind of looking at this through the lenses of business as usual, whereas are we at a point for some clubs where they actually like para for example mm. so para's para's football team lost five million dollars right that their leagues club mm. was able to because the leagues club's making a lot of profit and cash flow more importantly yeah they're able to say you know what we'll just cover that loss that you make every year like scott penn's covering manly's loss that's yep. not as big yeah but the leagues clubs aren't making any money themselves now they're shut yeah. Like, what are clubs going to do that are spon- that that are supported by Lee's clubs if they're normally running at a loss, which they are? Mm. They're all the Sydney club, all mm. pretty much every Sydney Leagues club team. But they're only running at a loss while they're running. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, so Paris come down. Paris come in teams? and sh- Paris come down. Da- come in and shut down. So yeah. they're not running at a loss at the moment because they're not running. So they're not paying anyone anything. But like, when the season starts again. But like, then surely the leagues clubs will then go, start. But surely then the leagues clubs start up again. Well, no. But under this under this new May twenty eighth, okay. the le- yeah, leagues yeah, clubs yeah, won't no, be open right. on May twenty eighth. Yeah, yeah, you're that right. That was what I'm trying to struggling to get my head around. Yeah. Yep. How is those teams going to make? How are they going to well, pay for their staff? Yeah, they're not. You know, they're not. They're, they're going to be the ones that are yep. in trouble. Trent Barrett. But obviously- Trent Barrett might be shown the door again. <laughs> yeah, well, this uh, is the Penrith Panthers. He might be oh. this. He, this might be his third gardening leave in three years. He might get paid out again just to sit at home. This guy, yeah. I, I, I want his life. So it's all. It's it's really quite fascinating to see how it happens. Now, obviously, the clubs will be sitting there. The clubs won't start playing if they think. Well, hang on. We're, we're getting we're getting into news. Let's let's let let's go. Let's let's now go into. News. Oh, no, that's oh, the wow. intro. <laughs> News.
We have a date, declares Wayne Pierce, before reminding everyone that it could change at any time. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. People might argue, but if I had any major decision to make that, you know, millions and millions of dollars rests upon this decision, the first person I'd call is Wayne Pierce. <laughs> I'd be like, I, uh, who's yeah. who? Who have we got that could work out? Who could? Talk to the channels, can talk to the government, talk to New Zealand government, also be talking to the medical professions and understanding all the stuff that's going on medically. Who's who's someone who has that many feathers in their cap? Who is such a great mind that they they would do that? I, I'd be like, excuse me, Your Honor, I'd like to <laughs> I'd like to I nominate believe, yeah. I'd like to nominate Wayne Junior Biss. Here, here, everyone. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Yeah. And um, he's uh, obviously his second in charge, Blocker Roach. <laughs> uh, two of the greatest yeah. minds. Um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting um, person to put in charge of that, but that's okay. That's okay. I can't help but feel that he's been like, he's a bit of a lamb to the slaughter. He's just <laughs> suddenly come to the fore. Because it's like, well, I'm, you know, we need some new blood. That if it all goes pear shaped, yeah, he's he's going to be the one that wears it. Do you think? Do you think? Do you, do you think they think he's likable? Like, oh yeah, he and he, you know what I mean? Like, oh, who could be who could be angry with Wayne Pierce Junior? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think he has. He's got. He's he he's gotten a long way because he's got a nice looking face like not necessarily even handsome he just looks like a nice kind of guy and he's not really affiliated with anyone is he well the tigers but they they don't no but i mean yet. i mean just in terms of obviously yes yeah. he's affiliated with the tigers but outside that in businesses like he's not yeah, channel nine right. he's not fox he's not he doesn't you know, nrl he doesn't hold down any you know what i mean like yeah like imagine exactly. the uproar if it was benny elias imagine if they got benny elias <laughs> He'd be like, "Yeah, I can do it, love." But first, we're going to have to construct some things, and I just happen to, I just happen to know a construction company Don't that can build us some Mitchell stadium. That way. <laughs> I'm going to hang up. Um, but I'd just like to roll into. Um, I'd like to nominate a um, not all heroes wear capes. So, for those who don't know, sorry, 28th of May is mm -hmm. when they're saying that they're going to be up and running. So, um, which is just. What's that, five weeks away now? Six weeks away? Not a maths guy. Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> and EGOT. You, you, you're good at talking about EGOTs and things like but that. Let me just get the abacus. It's, it's not on <laughs> sevens, it's on tens. So, um, yeah, so it's about six weeks away. So I'd like to nominate this week, Not All Heroes Wear Capes, Todd Greenberg. Mm, wow. Controversial. controversial. It is controversial. <laughs> but hear me out, hear me out. And I think by the end of it, Your Honour, you will be lifting me upon your shoulders, much like Tom Greenberg. <laughs> so say Todd Greenberg had saved money for a rainy day. Or Peter Volandis, but we're going to call Todd Greenberg because he seems to be copying it the most. Yeah. Apparently Peter Volandis is the, is the boss, the leader that we've always needed. Yeah. Because you know, we're in such a great... Great position. The supreme leader. Yeah, the supreme leader. Let's all drink some of that Kool-Aid and call him the supreme leader. So, Todd Greenberg, say he had been squirreling away $10, $20 million each week for the last five years, right? We'd have 
$100 million currently, mm-hmm. when I say we, the NRL have $100 million sitting in the bank, which would probably be enough to get them through this season without having to play. They would currently be sitting on their hands going, yeah, well, we're just not going to play. That's fine. We've got some money. We're, 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 we've been saving up for a rainy day. We're just going to sit this one out. We'll see you in 12 months' time. And that would be the end of it. Kind of a bit like AFL. AFL's got some money there, so they're just like, yeah, we're going to call it and we'll see you later. No, no, not Todd. Todd spent the money. <laughs> and thanks to Todd, we are now, we have now got a 28th of May start time yeah. because we need the money to play. And we need something to look forward to as well. We need something to look forward to, but, but more importantly, we need the money coming in. So that's why they're pushing this. This is why. He single-handedly saved rugby league. That's why. They've, they've moved heaven and earth, why they've put Junior Pierce in charge. And um, before you know it, we're going to be seeing rugby league before any other sport in the world. <laughs> Once again, rugby league. Leading the this way. is going to be the thing that takes over the world when there's no Americans have nothing to watch. It's going to be. Can you imagine the streets of Baltimore? Oh. Little kids dreaming of being Moses Uli, maybe or not him, maybe someone else. So, um, they. Uh, I read an article, and I don't know. I don't. I don't know who the journalist was, but basically, it was when I think it was going into round two of the NRL. So we were still up. And it was, and they started showing the games on ESPN in America. And they basically did an article for the Americans saying, "Okay, so these are the NRL teams, and these this is the team that you should be going for. This oh, is yeah, who it compares to in the NFL." Mm. Um, so the Sea Eagles got the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, they tried to kind of explain how the two, but at the end of the day, it's just because they're both Eagles. Yeah, that's ironically, exactly. they're the two teams I go for so because of that same reason yeah pretty much so it works for me i mean i don't really think apart from the mascot i don't really think the two teams are similar at all um but that's okay um and Parramatta. do you remember who Parramatta was compared to got the chicago bears Bears. (laughs) i would have thought more like i actually thought the dolphins i know it's not miami's a bit glamorous to be power yeah i like the the, bears because they were quite big in the 80s like they they had the 86 bears they had the they had the fridge you know what i mean like and the fridge is kind of like feels like he's kind of like the ray price of you know yeah that's the nfl like i thought i thought that was a pretty good comparison i like that well, I thought Parra almost certainly would have got the Browns. So anyone that wasn't the Browns was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, the Bears have been. Someone did get success. the Browns. I feel like Titans got the Browns, maybe. Yeah, I think I think someone got them. But anyway, NRL clubs apply for JobKeeper funding. Ooh. Um, so we, t- we touched upon this before and I didn't want to jump in because it was finance with Billy Buttons, high times, high finance with Billy Buttons. But um, So Penrith, Tigers and Parramatta have all applied for JobKeeper for their um, staff. So to answer the question that you were posing before, how are they going to afford the staff? Well, yeah, JobKeeper. They're not going to be able to. That's the thing. I mean, you'd have to think the Bulldogs, uh, the Dragons, the Raiders, they're all going to be – It's like, the, yeah, anyway, we, I'm sure they've thought of it. Oh, well, I'm not sure, but, but I'm sure – JobKeeper, like, they they're going to be on $750 back. a week, JobKeeper. Yeah, that's for the club stuff though, right? For the 
Is that for the Leagues Club staff? No, 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 no. This is for... For the football staff. For the football staff. So, okay. So Brad Arthur, all those guys are going to be on $750 a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. That's, uh, that, and that's I think they'll get through it because can you imagine the headlines? You know, Mary quits, won't accept $750 a week. I've not, I've not ever worked as a consultant, right? I've always been on the finance side as a, uh, as a, as a banker or I worked in restructuring. Yeah. But I'd like to dip my toes, if, if I may. I'd like yep. to call up Para and just immediately suggest something to them. Yes. Just to save about a significant portion of their expenses. Yes. Just get a hose yes, and just run it to a cup and no more Mount Franklin for Brad Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> tap water, Brad. You're on tap water now, buddy. Yeah, I definitely. I think that'll save a lot. And, and it's a little bit more environmentally uh, sound. Yeah. Billy Slater rates one fullback above James Tedesco. Ooh. So, uh... For those people who are starved for content, unlike us. Mm. But there, a lot of people have been doing lots of lists, you know what I mean? My top origin sides, my top, you know. Aren't they great? Aren't oh. they great content? There's nothing better than seeing what someone So great. It's there. just yeah. watching some guy's mates make a team, basically. You know, <laughs> I, I really like this guy. Yeah. The best was fatties. It was just a whole bunch of old timers. <laughs> so who the <laughs> fuck? Um, I, mean, I mean, his origin side, I mean. Not obviously not the manly side, like all living legends that he named yeah. on the manly side. Um, but yeah, quite interesting. Billy Slater came in and rated Tom Travojevich above James Tedesco and said he is a better fullback. Mm. Now, well, I guess when he's over not you, injured, Billy Buttons. he's pretty good. Over to you, Billy Buttons. <laughs> I guess when he's not injured, he's pretty good. Look, I don't disagree that Tedesco... I think, I think Tedesco's probably slightly better currently... But maybe you know is more established, and Trebojevic has has you know the option of maybe getting better. But he's a good player. He's a good player, Tom Trebojevic. I would um I would say he's better. I I would say he's better than Tedesco, based on his passing and his backup play, uh, and pretty much every part of football. <laughs> <laughs> Completely no, unbiased. I'd view. say, the, yeah, no, I'd say the only thing that Tedesco has over um, Tommy is his ability to to bring back the ball. Yeah, um, I'd say that's the one thing with Tommy. He's such a big body that he doesn't have that sort of jolting um, stop start break yeah. one or two tackles when bringing the ball back. I mean, essentially, he 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 gets the ball and he just runs it back and. Runs into the tackled, first yeah. defenders. Like I, I don't think I've ever seen him get past the first couple of defenders when bringing the ball back. It's just not, it's just not part of his game. Whereas Tedesco, because he has that sort of jolting, jaunty kind yeah, of running style, shimmy, shimmy. he can sort of, you know, it's like him and Roger Tuivasa-Shek. They can kind of do that sort of fancy footwork and get through a couple of defenders. Um, that's pretty much where it begins and ends with Tedesco. And not, not only that. I mean, I think it just goes to show. To be a magnificent footballer, you have to be well-rounded. And the fact that you can put Tommy at centre in an origin team and he runs in three tries, um, should have got man of the match, didn't, 
but <laughs> only because his brother was also magnificent that night. One special night in Perth, as we've it's now yeah. one magical night in Perth, as, as it's been called. Um, whereas Tedesco has essentially put up his hand and said, "Look, I I can't play central wing. Uh, it'd be embarrassing for you to put me on the wing or center. I don't know how to defend it. I don't know how to play it." I only know how to play fullback, which again I think is just a big cross through his name. Just yeah. very, very one dimensional. Uh, yeah, you got to say. Your question's got to be asked. It does. It does. Um, you but, know those those team lists. I will say that I find them. You probably sensed a little bit of bitterness in my voice, but when I look back at like <laughs> the people saying, "Name your favorite para player." Yeah, I, I, this is how jaded para makes you. I don't think I have a favorite para player. Like I've all I've known is disappoint. Like I'd have to go back to. Steve, the Zip Zip Manella in 1986. He was like an actual my favourite player when I was eight years old. You used to like Nathan Hindmarsh. Mm, you know what? I was over Hindmarsh. Like I was over him. When he left, yeah. I was ready for him to go. He was a flopper. Oh, I, was, I understand was, that. But yeah. what you're saying, what I think the thing is, is you've got to look at who's been your favourite players. Because everyone, like to, at the end of everyone's yeah. career, not everyone goes out like Beaver Menzies. You know what I mean? Like not everyone can go over for a try in the grand final of their last game ever. Like, yeah. I think that's, it's an unfair But um, I was never, like, Heinmarsh wasn't ever anyone that I was absolutely, okay. like, Hain for that 09 season probably yeah. got close. Yeah. But then there were too much, like, the, the spoons just sullied What about them, the so. season where Tim Manor played Origin? <laughs> no, not Tim Manor. He was, he was, <laughs> I thought he was a good prop for that year. Yeah. Um, but there's, there's really, like, when I go through my all-time para team, yes. it's almost empty. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm almost like, okay, I'll take, I'll take Ray Price and Brett Kenny and Sturlo, mm. and I don't like Eric Gross Sr. anymore because of what he did to the Lees Club, and I don't like Eric Gross Jr. because he's a bit of a knob on, mm. on his, you know, conspiracy theories. Yeah. I liked him actually. I did like Eric Growth Jr. when he when he was. So basically, a large percentage of the power players to you are like chock what mo. Yeah, they've me. all hurt me. Post. It's just like I okay, can't. Well, I can't. Of what they did. Yeah, after. regardless of what they've done in the past, you can't yeah. move on. Okay. Yeah, a hundred percent. Gotcha. <laughs> and and then Hain was. Hayne's now, you know, gonna, you know, facing some pretty serious charges, and yeah, I still find Hayne. It's amazing that people have kind of written him out of the history books. When yes. he he was amazing for like he was one of those players for a couple of years where he I, I reckon he was better than Slater when he was at his peak, and Slater was at Slater's peak. Yeah, but obviously Slater's a better player over the totality of it all. Um, but Hayne was. Remarkable, but he just was a shit bloke, and he did some, and he sulked, and he, and he, you can't imagine those really great players just settling for a wooden. Sp- like if you're if you're good enough, like Hayne was, to carry your team to a grand final in mm. two thousand and nine, mm. you should also be good enough to stop them getting the wooden spoon. And Hayne yeah. wasn't. Oh, well, I think it's also one of those things. I think most people, and I think that's just maybe it's a good thing that Hayne did it. But I think most players at that point would be going, I'm going to leave power. I've got no chance. I've got no chance of winning here. I'm going to move. I'm going to go and play for, you know, so I'm going to go play for Canterbury. I'm going to go play for somebody else and try and win a championship. Whereas he, he actually, he he probably quite liked being the man on the team of fucking, you know, Muppets. 
Yeah, but they made the grand final in 2009. Like, it wasn't... Uh, I know, but then there was... was. But then there was four years of... Just failure. And and during that period, he re-signed, right? Like, he didn't sign a four-year contract and he he wasn't seeing out that one contract, I'm assuming. Yeah, I can't. I've blocked it all from my memory. I don't want to go there. It's making me sad. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Moses Suli is on the move again. Um, So this, let me just preface. Let me preface. Is that how you pronounce it or preface? Preface, I would say. Okay. Let me preface this by saying this is an article by The Mole. Um, So, you know, throwing darts at dartboards nine times out of ten. Um, but uh, it was reported that Moses Suli uh, has signed a three-year deal with the Dragons. Mm, tough now, times in the Northern Beaches. Well, it is. Sport for choice, you would say. So it is. It's a bit of a Sophie's choice, I guess. Um, you got to choose which one of your beautiful children to let go. Um, I understand. It's one of those things. I feel like, and I, this isn't, this isn't taking a shot. I don't want you to go full. I don't want you to go full Regan Campbell Gillard, fucking full retard on me right now. Okay, so I'm not taking a shot. I'm you just see the bitterness here. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's a little bit like Sean Lane, um, in terms of yep. If we could have kept Sean Lane, great. He was good. He played well for us. You know what I mean? Like he's a talented player, uh, and it's a bit like I feel like it's a little bit like Moses Suli, like. Absolutely would love to keep him. Talented centre, you can see. But if we lose him because we can't afford him, then uh, I wish him well. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, fine We've for, got I'm, the greatest centre in the in the history of centres, Brad Parker, just <laughs> waiting. Well, that and that and that's what I'm saying. Sport for <laughs> choice. I can absolutely see why the con- like, Assuming this is what's happened, I can understand. I can under. I can understand. The conversations that have, you know, he's off contract at the end of this this year. This is his last year with Manly. He's probably not on very much at the moment because when we signed him, he'd he been came, fired yep, from the Tigers and then he'd been kicked out of um, Canterbury. So I can understand the conversation was kind of like, yeah, like we'd love to keep you, but, you know, we've got Origin Bolter Brad Parker that we need to keep and his contract's coming up. So we've got to put money aside there. Um, and then we've got, the third Travojevic brother, Ben Travojevic, who um, plays centre or second row. So, essentially, he'll probably do a bit of a um, Luke Lewis and he'll probably start his career at centre because he's only young. And then when he puts on a bit of beef, he'll probably go second row, right? So, um, that's that's your two centre spots. And then you've obviously got the best number 14 in the game with Brendan the Brave there <laughs> to fill any gap that may form from fullback through to prop. I mean, yeah. he plays the full 13, Brendan the Brave. That's yeah, the he's all effort. The super sub. <laughs> he's the super sub. Um, so, you know, I mean, he could probably even run the ticking, kicking tee out there if, <laughs> if, you know, if the ball boy went down. He'd probably be happy just to even do that. I mean, that's just the kind of guy Brendan the Brave is. So, I can understand how... Oh, and then obviously there's Josh Schuster as well, who is um, all class. I mean, I think he'll be more likely to play 
5'8", but he could slip into the centres there, you know, just to blood him um, yeah. at the beginning. So we, we, we're spoiled for choice. So I can see why he'd gone. And also, I think it's important, and I think this always happens with games at the end of the season, he had a blinder. The last two games of the season, he had an absolute blinder. I mean, he humiliated origin winger Dan Gagai to the point where Gagai had to be put on the other side. Like, he literally... They came back from halftime and they put Gagai on the other side of the field. How often does that happen in a game of football? Mm. Like, it just... Only, only when Para played Manly. I think they did that with Brendan <laughs> like, the Bryce. Like, I've never seen that happen before. <laughs> so, they actually got Gagai and put him on the other wing because he's being humiliated. Um, but... Prior to that, he definitely played well and he had moments of, you know, brilliance. But I think his his stature in the game has been elevated because of those two unbelievable games of the season. And then the two games that we've had since then, you know, the two two games to start the season, I mean, they were playing quality sides, but he certainly didn't recapture that brilliant form. So um, if he goes, um, then, you know, Nice to keep him, but if he goes and and to be honest, I don't think he's. I think the moles probably got it wrong, um, and and Moses Sully's agent actually came out and said, made a statement about it, um, and said the only thing that they got right in that article was the spelling of his name. Oh wow! So Snap. it's already been denied, but I do feel that he probably won't be here next year. I do I do feel that he'll probably move on. Maybe not with um, the Dragons, but. Um, Who knows? Yeah. I, well, they've, I, they've, they've they've got a war chest, it seems. With um, now that Frizzell's leaving them, isn't he? Um, yeah, that's right. Yes, they do have. A this war is chest. what I don't, I don't understand, though. When when all the finance we've talked about, <laughs> how does anyone know? Like, what do you, if you're a, if you're a club going and writing these checks right now? Anyway, I, I'm starting to harp on about it, like the TPA issue. Well, but, Billy, um, I just don't see how anyone signing contracts now. Yeah, when the, no one, you know, I would be very surprised if the salary cap remains what it's meant to be next year. Well, if you wanna, if you wanna have a complaint, we've got a special segment. Let's go to it now. Cause I'm Oh, yeah. Now it's time for I'm Done. It's very rock and roll, that. It's better than the old. We, we used to have the little... And this one sounds like Triple M. <laughs> yeah. Right. With the I'm rock done. angel, Jamie Angel. <laughs> um, so can I start Can I start with mine, I'm Done? Yeah, please. Uh, Gus Gould. Oh, you took mine. <laughs> I'm Done. Yeah. Um, Hit the music again. Because uh, I'm Done. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of country rock, that, isn't it? Would you describe it as country rock? It's like yeah, a little bit. Little Tim, bit. Uh, who's that country guy who was big in the 90s? Tim something or other? Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. That's it. I was close. Jesus, I was close. <laughs> Tim something or other. Garth Game Brooks. of inches. Yeah. Jesus, almost nailed it. Um, yeah, Gus, uh, Garth, Gus Gould, I'm done. Um, yeah. I, I, he's gone full retard in the press. It's it's so transparent. The whole basically slamming the NRL so Channel Nine can try and get who who he's employed by. Um, and it just shows you how ridiculous that it is, and how far off 
the edge that he's gone, that he's making Buzz Rothfield look sane by comparison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And because for those of you who don't know, then Buzz Rothfield then came out and wrote a story about how ridiculous Gus Gould and how transparent Gus Gould is being. So those of you who haven't read it, I'm sure most of you have, but basically this is just for Cyrus because he always complains that we... <laughs> we brush over things and when he doesn't know what's going on. Gus Gould came out and rode a would you Billy, would you would you say it was scathing? It was scathing. Mm, scathing. And would you say he slammed the NRL? He he just pulverized them. <laughs> he uh it was like we're getting into hard stuff. Yeah, I was gonna say he 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 made the NRL gag on what he gave it. <laughs> um Basically, he came out and wrote a scathing uh, report slamming the NRL about uh, their, their overspending and how financially, um, how ridiculous they've been and that Channel 9 have basically, they've treated Channel 9 like their personal piggy bank is the line that I really liked. Mm. Um, and the thing is, is that Gus has come out and he's written this and everyone's just looked at it and gone, mate, it's your employer. And now you're carrying on like this. But so he he anticipated that. So yeah. in that same yeah, article, he anticipated by saying, now people are gonna say this just because we're, you know, wanna renegotiate the rights and everything. And he said, But I will point out that I've been saying this for years about the NRL's money mismanagement. If Gus has been writing article and, and I'll say this about that, Gus has been writing articles about rugby league for the last 30 years. He could claim that he's been saying everything yeah. up until now. He's been talking about NRL mismanagement, refs, player welfare. No matter what came he's out... He's criticised it, yeah. No matter what comes out, Gus has criticised it at some point over the last 30 years <laughs> yep. that he could then go back in time and then go, well, as you can see from this article from 1994, um, you know... I told I've them been that, criticizing that uh, the NRL. yeah, I, I told them that um, you know hypercolor t-shirts weren't going to work, and that it was just a fad because at the end of the day, who wants to see people that you know who wants to see that people are hot underneath their armpits and yeah. underneath their tits? I mean, no one wants to see that. that. Shorts, I've written an article short, about it. Shorts wouldn't last, and socks were just never going to last in the game. And studs <laughs> right. were also something that were not ever yes. going to. I mean, stick around for the long haul. It feels like the Simpsons episodes. You know what I mean? Like, you know how Simpsons yeah. have been around for so long, they've done an episode to the point where they've now predicting the future about Trump and all that. And mm. it's a bit like Gus Gould and his articles. I mean, if you criticise everything, then you're going to be right when something goes wrong. Yeah, it's like a broken clock's right twice a day. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so, um, Gus, uh, to you, I say, I'm done. Yeah. Well, can I can I add that because yeah. Gus has me just completely triggered. I'm, uh, Channel Nine and like RC, RC, would you say RCG triggered? Not that level, but up there. <laughs> okay. Channel Nine is no friend of rugby league. Okay, so Channel Nine has invested all this money. Now I think Channel Nine is going to take a massive hit. It's it's almost like with the cricket. You used to like watching the cricket because you had Bill Laurie and mm. Tony Gregg mm. and Richie Benno. Mm. All commentating. Mm. Now they've gone. Bill Laurie is the only one that's kind of half left. It's not the same anymore. We're hanging on to a ghost. Channel mm. 9 is the ghost of rugby league and the sport has moved on. We don't get any shows off them. You made this point the other day when we were chatting. Mm. 
they used to have the footy show. They used to get all this other content. Mm. And the footy show used to be enjoyable. It was always yeah. lowbrow in the same yeah. way that Hey Hey at Saturday was. It hasn't stood the test of time. But, no. you know, that's on them. They need to innovate. They need to yes, bring right. product to yep. us. Yep. Instead, it's just been a cemetery for old players that have no business being TV personalities. It's yep. like they've just drawn out this channel where they've promised jobs to all these old players mm. that are crap. It's no one wants. If you get and, and and you're looking at Fox where you might have Braith and Astor and Blocker commentating on a game and in 90% of the time you'll still take it because you don't want to hear Ray Hadley or whoever Nine has. They've not been a friend to rugby league. Now their money will be missed by rugby league, yep. but I honestly think it's time they get out because they're not bringing anything good to the table. Phil Gould, Ray Warren, who I loved, he's my favourite commentator for rugby league, mm. but he's passed it. He gets the players' names wrong. Yep. He doesn't get ex- He didn't hardly get excited when New South Wales scored. I know. The, after the siren try, yeah. like he's, um, that's that's not no criticism of Rabs. No, but he's too old. Yep. Gus Gould is a caricature of himself. He's so self-important. Mm. Speaks so much critical nonsense. Mm. And then who else have you got? Like, Sterlow's hardly there. Fatty's got CTA, CTE. Like, the whole yeah. Channel 9 setup is wrong. They need to reinvigorate the product. I actually think, get out. Okay, you paid overs for it. Break your contract. Let's get a whole new look at it because I'm sick of it. I can't take, I I think can't it's, take Gus anymore. I think it's one of those things where the... T- like, like we, I think we might have talked about it before, but the T20. Channel 9 yeah, were like, oh, it. well, you yeah. have it. There's no way where, you know... You try, you do it, and then you know you, you're going to regret this. What you're going to let Channel Ten do it? You're going to regret this. We're the home of cricket. Channel Ten took it, did a fantastic job with it. Yeah, there's you know no one, no one's got a monopoly on anything, and I think yeah, and I really do, and I agree with you that rugby league needs to be looked at with fresh eyes, and I think it's also one of those things where if I go and open a restaurant. And I also own a restaurant review magazine. And my my um, journalists start going, oh, yeah, don't go to Ben's Beefsteak. It's shit. There's cockroaches <laughs> yeah. everything. I'm going to be going, whoa, 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 guys, what the fuck are you doing? Talk it up. Talk yeah, it up. No. I've just invested, you know, $2 billion in this in this sport. Why are you running it down? Why are you saying? Why are you treating it like the enemy? No, no, no. It's the greatest game ever. Stop talking it down. And I think it's one of those things where you get a whole bunch of past plays in there and that's what they want to do. They want to whinge at the ref because they've been playing and they've been on the end of a bad ref call. So whenever they see mm. it, they just want to complain about it. Gus has been a, you know, and I just, yeah. And I, and, and what you said it before about it's, it's like... Um, it's like they go up to, you know, a, a beautiful Angus cow, shoot it, take the sirloin steaks, and then just walk away. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 guys, you've got to use the whole thing. There's a brisket in there. There's baby back ribs. It's all delicious stuff in there. There's rump. There's, you know, there's a whole lot of good stuff you can be doing, but they've literally gone, oh, we're going to pay for the game. So, yeah, we'll pay for the game. Um, because that's the easiest thing to do. And then, oh, what footy show? Oh, that's a bit too hard. We're going to, it's hard to get a good, no, no, no. It's hard to get the right thing from there. They don't even have a talk show. Like they don't, you know, there's, it's, yeah. Anyway, I'm. Yeah, it's sad. Um, but that's about it. I don't have any hard stats because there hasn't been any, um, 
any no, games to. It's, not, it's just hard getting. It's hard getting a hard stat lately. I find like yeah. it's just you're at home. It's hard to keep. Might things be all spicy. that. Might be all that extra drinking. It's having a an effect on our hard <laughs> yes, stats. It is. Um. All right. Thanks, Billy. No probs. And uh, for, uh, as we always say at this time of the night or day, may your dreams be filled with maroon and white. And may Kane LG make a comeback and kiss you goodnight. <laughs> Good night, Australia. Kane, come back, Kane. <laughs>